up until really last year we saw nearly one uh, major ransomware attack every day uh, in the last months of, of 2020. Here's how I would do it. I would get access to the dark web and I would buy it. He said, I needed security protection. Your brain, you're just so stressed. You can't think straight. This is C-Suite, the podcast where you'll hear stories from real people, leaders, and cybersecurity experts about how to stay connected and protected. Every episode, we'll explore different cyber challenges and highlight the many ways we can enhance our online security, reduce the likelihood of attacks, and improve our digital confidence. I'm your host, Claudette McGowan. Ransomware is one of the world's most common cyber crimes. In the business world, ransomware attacks happen every 11 seconds. For individuals, attacks happen even more frequently. In 2021 alone, it's estimated that ransomware crime will cost $20 billion in global damages. Ransomware has become a tool of choice for an awful lot of criminals simply because it's very, very easy to make money very quickly. You can buy ransomware online for as little as $39. According to the FBI, losses totaled a billion dollars in 2015. Fast forward to 2016, an IBM security study found ransomware emails spiked 6,000%. And I cannot fault this law firm. We've seen lots of very large companies, Fortune 500 companies that are suffering from similar types of attacks. If you look up ransomware, you'll find that ransomware is malicious software that infects your computer and displays messages demanding a fee to be paid in order for your system to work again. It has the ability to lock a computer screen or encrypt important predetermined files with a password. On today's episode, we meet Patty, a business owner who recently experienced a ransomware attack of her own. My name is Patty. I'm in the 60-something group, and I am about 200 kilometers northeast of the GTA Trent Hills. My main use is my computer program. I use Sage Accounting for our business. I was just in a what I thought was a secure site, and my page froze. Ransomware is designed to trick the user into clicking and then scare them into paying this ransom. When Patty was targeted by a ransomware attack, she feared she might lose her business accounting data for the entire year. Here's what happened. It was on December 11th and um, was flashing screens on and off with this loud noise. So your immediate response is, I gotta get out of this. It's not, something's wrong. But when you read, do not shut down, you lose everything. So my concern was, I'm just finishing up my year end. I have all my accounting. I cannot lose all this. So they've got you. They've got you. There was two numbers, 888 or 887 or 877. So I called one. He just walked me through a bunch of things and you can see him working away at it. He said, 
that I had a virus due to expired security. I always have a security check, but you're thinking, well, he said it was expired. So your brain, you're just so stressed. He said, I needed security protection. So there was three layers. This is when the money comes involved. The first was you do it manually, yearly. And of course it was the cheapest, but who wants to do it manually, yearly? 490 USD. I said, USD? And at one point I said, is this legitimate? He said, well, you called me. So the second was four years for 683.50 USD. And I was to scan a check. He told me his company. Stupidly, I wrote a business check, scanned it. Then um, he said that a technician would call me and it would take about an hour to install this. So while that was going on, I thought, okay, I've got some time here. The stress of potentially losing her accounting files was too much. Thinking she had no other choice, Patty called the number on the screen and agreed to pay to regain access to her systems. It wasn't until she called her computer tech that she realized she'd been scammed. And he said, whoa, you've been scammed. He said, pull the plug. I said, well, they're, they're fixing my computer. And like, I was still in the stress zone. So yeah, I pulled the plug. Then I called my bank and stopped payment on the check. On the Monday, we had to go set up another account. I had to contact all the people that I wrote checks to and all our automatic deposits. We've just got cleared up now and it's February. Patty's story is just one example of how easily ransomware attacks can take place. While browsing, Patty stumbled on a website that seemed legitimate. Before she knew it, her computer was taken over. But how exactly does this type of ransomware attack work? I asked Robert, a cybersecurity expert and ex-intelligence agent, to explain. You know, ransomware is really, really a, a, you know, a prominent issue, and it's been increasing since we really first saw a spike in the mid-2000s, and it just every year continues to increase more and more up until really last year we saw nearly one uh, major ransomware attack every day uh, in the last months of, of 2020. Ransomware attacks uh, occur by really starting from an initial vector, which usually can be a phishing email, or in, you know, an infected website where malware is downloaded and, and, and often more times than not installed without the user's uh, knowledge. And from there, it can go off and, and do several different, uh, different things based on the, the variant of, of ransomware. But once, uh, once it's on your, your computer, this can instill you know, fear and panic into a victim, which could cause them to then click on a link or pay a ransom or even be infected with additional malware, which makes it incredibly effective. Robert, even though this wasn't traditional ransomware as we know it, this attack was devastating to Patty and her business. Was she right to perceive this as a real threat? 
Yes. The, the short answer is, is yes. And there's different methods of how the ransomware will work and even the combination of ransomware with, with other malware to do different activities. So, you know, really what I would say is depending on, on the, the, the ransomware, it can either encrypt user files or claim to encrypt user files, certainly. I mean, it depends on the level of, of technical capabilities of, of the threat actor. But at the end of the process, usually what we see is where files are decrypted um, and they can't be decrypted without the key known only by the attacker. So that's that's where the, the user usually gets the message explaining their victims are, are either their file, the victim's files are, are now inaccessible. In some versions, they may also claim to be, you know, a law enforcement agency or, or others um, just in, you know, in an effort to claim that that there was encryption in an effort to just simply monetize it. So I would really just highlight that as a saying that in, in some cases um, the, the threat could be could be genuine. And in some cases, it's designed just, just to scare uh, a victim into the, their follow on uh, monetized payment. Whether or not the threat was real, Patty's fear definitely was. Most of us store important data, cherish photos, and sensitive information on our personal devices. The threat of losing everything can quickly cause panic, emotions take over, and compromise our decision-making skills. For Patty, the stress was enough to keep her up at night. The other part of it was, they said, a tech will call you to make sure that it's all been activated. They told me what, what would be a good time. I have no idea where they were calling from. And I'm thinking it was the States, but who knows? So I said, okay, 8.30 in the morning. So I thought, okay, I've pulled the plug. They probably know. So I did sleep. Sure enough, phone rings at 8.30 in the morning. I said to Wolf, you better get it. So, it, yeah, he said his name's And just checking to make sure it's all activated. Once I pulled the plug, it was left unplugged. And when I talked to my computer tech guy, Wayne, he said, look, due to COVID, bring everything to me. So I carted my computer over there and he went all through it to make sure everything was fine. You're just totally focused because, you know, you, you want you want it fixed. Blood pressure was sky high, I'm sure. You can't think straight. It's not something I want to go through again, but I, I think I would be ready for it. Patty was scared and caught off guard. It was the first time she had ever experienced a cyber attack. However, based on the growth of the ransomware industry, it may not be the last. I sat down with Young Wu, CEO of Mars Discovery District in Toronto, to learn what the future of ransomware has in store for all of us. Last time I checked on this, um, I just checked on this with our chief technology architect, Ash Momo, and he was telling me that it's currently, as a market size, probably already about $170 plus billion market size. They expect this thing to grow and uh, maybe double to uh, $250 to $300 billion within the next five years. So as a market segment, it's it's significant. I think the really eye-popping number, though, is that the global economic risk of not doing this properly is somewhere between $9 trillion to $21 trillion if we can't counter 
clearly there is a market for cybercrime. To help us understand why hackers create ransomware attacks, Young painted a picture of how he would go about creating one. The motive is simple. The ransomware business model is low risk and high reward. Here's how I would do it. I would get access to the dark web and I would buy it. And that's the issue I'm basically talking about. The cost of putting on a, you know, distributed denial of service attack, you can buy that on the dark web. I think the cost is about $500. The cost to fake a corporate mailbox can be done for about $300. And uh, the cost for fake social media accounts, another $100. So when you think about the cost to do this and the ease by which to do this, almost anybody can decide that they're going to become a hacker. And when you add that to the fact that, you know, less than one or 2% of hackers are actually caught, much less persecuted, the preventative measures are not high, but the cost of being hacked is extremely high. So I, I think it's, you know, the trend is not our friend as far as the, the power dynamic between hackers and those that are hacked. According to Young, it's easier than ever for people to become hackers. But that doesn't mean we can't stay educated and informed on how to protect ourselves. So, what should Patty have done when the ransomware threat occurred? I asked Robert to describe what the next steps are after discovering an attack. When an individual falls victim to a, to a ransomware attack, the best opportunity is to contact law enforcement. Um, there's various sites and uh, agencies out there that can, can point people to the right direction. Um, it may not be their, their local police station, but certainly a, a federal agency or public agency that is out there from a law enforcement perspective, likely the best, uh, best person. Um, this could include the FBI, the Canadian Anti-Fraud Center, or, or other uh, agencies that have the resources that can give individuals the recommendations needed to help uh, respond and potentially recover from that incident. There are many organizations that Patty could have contacted before calling the ransomware number and sending the check. But is there anything she could have done to prevent this from happening in the first place? How can we all be proactive about protecting our data and our devices? Cyber hygiene is just general good best practices that someone can take to prevent a ransomware infection, similar to any other type of, of, of cyber attack against an individual. These are just security practices. There's not always, you know, there's no guarantee that they're all going to work. But doing some of these just key basic things can improve defenses from, from the types of attacks like ransomware. Part of that is also good best practices on where you, you store your information and how you work on uh, you know, sensitive information that infects, you know, your personal lives and, 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 and your family. Um, first, really making sure that your operating system is, is patched and up to date is, is really important to make sure there's there's less vulnerabilities that someone, uh, a threat actor could exploit. Also, really making sure that, you know, you have antivirus software installed and running regularly. If you do, you know, if an individual doesn't have um, ways to encrypt or store backup data, at least ensuring that there's base layers of, of protection will, will go a long way. Uh, sometimes people will get into to good practices of, of, of backing up files, but then maybe forget for a week or two, and then they're working on sensitive information, taxes or budget, and, and they forget to back up and 
unfortunately you don't plan for the attack to occur but that that, that could be when it occurs so having a regular backup schedule in a way that is safe and secure for for the comfort level of the individual is is really important and, and to do that on an automatic basis although patty didn't know about these techniques before her cyber attack it ended up being an incredible learning experience for patty Yes, every attack is different though, that's the problem. Um, I'm just more aware maybe, you know, if anything isn't right or it's acting a bit stupid, I just shut it down. Close out if you can, shut it down. <laughs> Call your computer tech if you're unsure. He'll always know. After hearing Patty's story and digging deeper with Robert and Young, Here are three key takeaways from today's episode. First, ransomware is a large and growing industry with low barriers to entry and potentially huge profits. Hackers will create misleading links, emails, and web pages that, when clicked, install malicious software onto your device. From there, the software takes over your system and demands a payment to give you back control. Second, Patty is just one of many people who are targeted by ransomware attacks every day. Ransomware can strike when you least expect it, and even the most tech-savvy individuals and businesses can be targeted. Lastly, there are ways we can protect ourselves. If you experience a ransomware attack, please call law enforcement agencies in your area report the crime to find a solution. To prevent future attacks, keep up your good cyber hygiene. Install your antivirus software and back up your sensitive information. I want to give a huge thank you to our guests, Patty, Young, and Robert, for joining me today. And thank you for listening to C-Suite, Make sure to leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. I am Claudette McGowan. Tune in for our next full episode on March 4th. And remember, with over 4 billion of us online, we have to do everything possible to keep ourselves connected and protected.